The summer produce aisles in American supermarkets have a hidden cost item that you might not be aware of. Much of the produce from the agricultural giant south of our border, Mexico, is harvested by day laborers who work the fields on the move from harvest to harvest, working under the worst possible conditions. To see if these workers could find a way to advocate for better conditions and to show the human costs of summer produce in the U.S., Vice News took a look at the workers in the fields of Mexico. An estimated 2 million nomadic farmhands paid almost nothing, with children as young as 10 born into a life of modern-day slavery. Monica Villamazar is Vice News correspondent and says these workers bring all kinds of crops to market. Well, John, what's really interesting about this is that day laborers are sort of internal migrants, if you will. So they travel from state to state following precisely the crops. Um, So say when there is, you know, strawberry season, they will go to Baja California. If it's tomato season, they go to Sinaloa and so on and so forth. I mean, you have eggplants, cucumbers, tomatoes, chili peppers. They are such a big breadbasket, if you will, that um, some of it is consumed internally, but most of it makes it away to the United States across the border. And with the drought in uh, California, which, of course, has been the breadbasket for so much produce in the United States, there's even greater pressure in Mexico. And you can see that pressure on the ground. I'm going to play a bit of tape that really describes some of the conditions that you found there. Hola. Chata. Puedes abrir? No puedes abrir. It's really horrible. I mean, if there was a fire or anything happened, these kids would die unless they managed to break the lock. Someone managed to break the lock. The little girl wants to get out, and it's extremely hot. So they're just locked there in this extreme heat. Monica, is this a prison for kids while their parents are in the fields? Well, John, it's really a tragic situation because some towns are very small and they don't have the logistics to accommodate so many migrant workers, day laborers that, that, you know, arrive there hoping to get some work in the field. So there's makeshift hotels, if you will. There's just basically rooms for rent, which don't meet any safety standards. It's it's basically some shacks. And the mothers and fathers have to work. And when their kids are too small, a lot of them, what we're finding, are leaving them in these rooms. Because they fear for their safety, they end up locking them in the rooms. So that scene you played is a very sad part of our reporting when we found there was a family of children locked in a room. Um, we stayed around and the mother eventually came, opened the, the lock and you know saw, saw them. But it was... You know, the neighbors were were quite concerned with with this situation of just children being locked up there. And because the people who collect rent from from these rooms or these, you know, type of ad hoc hotels don't have any license and, and, you know, are basically don't want to tell authorities that they're that people are living there. It just it's all very much like underground back alley type of thing. and, And it just makes the situation all the more dangerous for the children. Enduring these kinds of conditions is the norm, as you discovered it. And and people who hire these workers don't give a lot of sympathy to the human conditions that uh, these workers do endure, which they accept because they have really no choice. Listen to this. (laughs) 
So it's an interesting sort of um, structure because it's an informal system, but it's very much there is kind of a chain of command, if you will, in this informal system. Um, they have um, so, someone called like a contractor, which is more like a, a, a sort of human smuggler, if you will. A, the equivalent would be a human smuggler, who is a person who goes around offering sort of packages to these workers and the packages are if you come with me to this field you know the owner will give you food for example you can stay there they'll feed you but you have to work these hours and that you know so a lot of times these deals end up uh, being true but a lot of times they're they're lies and and these people are essentially the ones in charge of collecting all the day laborers from from the squares where they're you know, hanging out in the morning and and convincing them to come with them to work for their for their bosses. Do you consider these working conditions slavery? Do the workers have any option of organizing? And how come this isn't covered in treaties between the U.S. and Mexico? Well, that's a great question, John. Slavery, I think, I mean, under the definition of modern day slavery, some of these practices would definitely qualify as that. There's no doubt about it. For example, um, you know, workers sometimes when they're in these these camps where they live and have to work the fields and, and you know, are, are sort of have to live there. Sometimes their documents get taken away so they can't really leave. Um, they have to purchase food from the stores that are owned by the same owner, so they can put prices up and they have kind of no other choice. And they do have a system where they're indebted all the time. Um, Not only are conditions very bad, but, you know, they can't move and choose and have any type of free will. So, yes, in a sense, you know, there's so many conditions that resemble slavery or or the modern version of slavery, obviously. Um, Why is this not covered in treaties? I just think a lot of companies ignore in the United States ignore that these practices are taking place in Mexico. The Mexican law also condemns and and for, you know bans these practices, but they don't enforce them. And that's something there's kind of an interesting loophole there. When we asked, authorities would say we do carry out inspections, but we have to notify the fields first. That gives them time to prepare and sort of you know uh, clean shop and show the inspectors what people what you know what they want to show. And the best these workers are doing is $7 a day in the fields. Uh, the human cost of uh, produce from Mexico showing up at supermarkets in the United States. Monica Viamzar, uh, Vice News Correspondent, thanks so much. Thank you. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them. Because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.